This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you have found your way here to our podcast and this is Tyler and today I am joined by someone that I had the pleasure of meeting while at Tarleton and so Morgan Ruggles who's actually Morgan Nichols still on my phone is joining us today and so Morgan tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be on this. I was, when you texted me and asked me, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so my name is Morgan Ruggles, my maiden name Nichols, like she said. I am originally from Round Rock, Texas, at Central Texas to me. Um, and I grew up there my whole life in the same house. And I made my way to Tarleton in 2014. And I got my bachelor's of science and agricultural communications in 2017, and then went on to get my master's and graduated in 2021 in agricultural consumer resources. And I know there's a lot to unpack, but uh, (laughs) um, basically when I was growing up, I grew up in a very, I would call it blue collar household. Uh, My dad, um, he's a tradesman his whole life. He's been a welder, structural welder my entire life for 50 years. Um, I have older parents too. My dad's turning 76 this year. Um, but, uh, he's been a tradesman my entire life. Uh, my mom was a school teacher. My brothers both got into the trade and they still weld. One of them's a police officer now, but growing up, um, we always had family that had, um, land and cattle and stuff. That's kind of where my interest for agriculture started. Now, when I got into high school, I took some ag classes. I took, I think, three or four ag classes between my sophomore and junior year and fell in love with agriculture. I guess I didn't really realize I could be involved, not growing up on a ranch or a farm traditionally. I never thought there was like a place for me, if that makes sense. Like, because I didn't, I wasn't like born into it. Um, but I always appreciated it and I loved it. We grew up hunting and stuff too. So I wasn't like a stranger to things like that. But, um, my junior year, my high school, um, turned into an academy program. So basically you had to take classes based on your academy to graduate. So if you were the Academy of Nursing, you were taking medical terminology, you were taking anatomy, things like that. Well, I was in the Academy of Liberal Arts, and originally I wanted to specialize in linguistics and languages. So they pulled me out of my ag classes, and by my senior year, I was in French, Spanish, sign language, and then English. And so when I graduated, (laughs) I um, I had taken seven years of French and three years of Spanish, two years of sign language, and obviously English. Um, 
And I really thought that was the direction I wanted to go. I really had a passion for languages and translating and stuff, but there was still part of me that was like, I really felt my happiest in those ag classes. And I just, I jived with the people. I felt like I just really like loved learning about it and going out to our farm. And I had some show rabbits that I never did anything with. I had meat rabbits, but I never did anything with them. Um, but when I graduated, I started at Austin Community College and I kept on with the languages. It's like, I'll still keep doing this. Like I spent all this schooling, all these years doing these languages. And I finally was like, you know what? No, like, I'm just, I'm not happy doing it. My mom sat me down and she's like, if you don't want to do it for the rest of your life, don't waste any more time. My ag teacher, Mr. V, he was a graduate from Tarleton. So that's why I knew about Tarleton state. Um, and I finally was like, screw it. <laughs> and so I ended up going and talking with um, Dr. Ashley, who became one of my biggest mentors and biggest inspirations in ad communications to this day. And he really convinced me to just go for it. And he had kind of a tr like similar background to me where he didn't necessarily grow up in it, but he wasn't like a stranger to it, if that makes sense. So I got my basics done at the community college and then I ended up transferring to Tarleton and that's how I ended up there that's how I ended up in agriculture um I really liked marketing I'm kind of a creative mind I feel like I love social media I love photography so I felt like ag communications was kind of like my home and that's how I ended up there I'm sorry okay. if I rambled completely <laughs> blown away by seven years of French I did not know mm -hmm. that about you that is yes I started in the sixth grade and I continued on. Um, I had an amazing French teacher. Her name was, we call her Madame Monson. Her name is Betty Monson. And she's originally from Louisiana, but she used to live in France and she inspired me a lot. She was just amazing. And she really like, when you walked into that classroom, you were speaking French. You had to go to the bathroom. You spoke French. If you had any questions, like amazing. And I just, I don't know. I still love it. I still, <laughs> I'm kind of a nerd. I still have an app on my phone. It's called Lingo. And um, I still practice French because it's important to me. There's not a lot of French speakers in Texas. Um, I know you know that, but it's really close to Spanish. And that has helped me so much, even like with Spanish speakers, because it's kind of like the, a lot of the words are cognate. So they sound the same, but yeah, <laughs> I know that's a random tidbit, but that was originally what I wanted to do. And then I just kind of grew out of it. I just, I, I just loved ag. I loved our FFA. I loved our teacher. I love all my, like my classmates that were in there. I felt like those were the kids that I got along with the most that I could relate to the most. And I just kind of got out of it because of our Academy program. So, but I'm glad I found my way back. Cause now here I am. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit about kind of what you do now and how agriculture, but also the Western way of life, you know, influences so many things about who you are and what you do. Okay. So as I mentioned previously, we had family that um, lived in Elgin growing up and my uncles had some land in Elgin and they had cattle. I had friends growing up that had horses. I actually, um, <laughs> when I was younger, I was a jumper. So <laughs> that lasted like two years. So I wasn't, like again a stranger to any of that or like the western I know like you don't really consider like equestrians like western but they have their place um but whenever I came to Stephenville 
I got a job at Saddle Rags, the Western store, and that place has had a huge impact on just my experience in Steve Mill. It's how I met 90% of my friends, 90% of the people that stood next to me on my wedding day, like everyone. Um, obviously, it was a Western store. So I got to learn more about that and like the culture. But Steve Mill as a whole, it's the cowboy capital of the world. I mean, you have world champions that live here. Um, obviously my husband has played a huge role. I'm going to just share a little bit about him. So it makes sense too. If that's okay with you, I don't want to ramble, but, um, my husband, his name is Tell T E L L. And, um, he is originally from Northeast Missouri. And when he graduated high school, he graduated early and moved to Texas to work for a rope horse trainer called Tyler Magnus. He has gone to the NFR multiple times. He's an extremely talented rope horse trainer. And, um, we ended up meeting in 2015. His dad was the associate pastor at the Cowboy Church in Stephenville. And they had a thing called college and careers every Monday. And you could go and they would feed you. So Tell's mom would feed everyone. And then Gene, which is Tell's dad, would do a little sermon. And we kind of ended up in the same group of friends. One of my friends dated one of his friends. And we all just ended up together. We started dating and quickly my life, and his life combined. And I mean, like just roping, training horses, that was our lifestyle. Him day working, going to brandings, that quickly became my normal. Um, so that's kind of how it influenced me. My husband has had a huge influence on me and I'm very thankful for him for that because I've learned more from him than probably any other experience I can say because he has so much I mean, he's gone all over the place. Like he's worked in Wyoming, Nebraska, Idaho, New Mexico, Oklahoma, like everywhere. And he's gotten to train with some of the best. He's worked for cutters. He's worked for Mustang trainers. He's done the rope horse thing, obviously. Um, he's worked for smaller operations, big operations, registered operations, commercial, like you name it. So we end up dating. We get married in 2019, which you were at my wedding. <laughs> so you know that. Um, and we moved to New Mexico in 2019 and we were there for about a year and a half. And when we moved there, it was the start of COVID and I was fresh out of my master's. And when I tell you it was the scariest thing ever because we didn't have a job, the whole state was shut down. Like there was nothing for us to do. He worked for a friend that did construction and they ranch. So he split his time doing both. Um, I ended up at a peach orchard and I worked for a peach orchard. So I got a different aspect of agriculture. I'd never worked for an orchard before, but I got to do that for a season and it was really insightful. <laughs> um, but we lived there for about a year and a half and we found our way back to Texas and, um, we work now for a registered Angus operation in Ferry, Texas, which is outside of Heiko. It is a seed stock operation, so we mainly focus on females. Um, and they recently, earlier this summer, offered me a job doing beef sales and marketing. So basically, we're going to start offering beef to the public. So my job is to schedule the processing. When our steers go to process, I keep inventory. I will be shipping beef. I manage all the social media. Anything that involves the beef, that's my job. So... Because of my education at Tarleton um, and a lot of the experience I got and my husband, 
I've been able to be blessed with this amazing job out here. It's awesome. I couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity, but that is what I do now. So, <laughs> so you also are a photographer. You mm -hmm. are one of the best people to support small businesses. When you love a product from someone, you share it. And so you do have a huge following on TikTok. You have a pretty big following on Instagram. Talk a little bit about social media and, you know, how you see your role, you know, in the realm of social media being and what that has done for your life. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to attribute that to my mom. My mom has always been really big on finding small businesses or small makers or artists, anything like that, and promoting them. And like, when I find something I like, I rarely change it. I mean, like, if I find a hairdresser I like, that is, she's my soulmate. Like, <laughs> like I don't like change. Um, and especially, I've always been that way, but especially from COVID, I will say, I felt that it is so important to support small makers and businesses because those are the ones that truly suffer like in COVID. A lot of small businesses suffered from that. And so I always try to look for and find and support local businesses. So my TikTok um, started blowing up in 2019. Um, a lot of it was from our wedding. Um, we tried to use a lot of small makers in our wedding. So like cowboy pajamas, we used a lot of local silversmiths. Um, we had an amazing photographer, Molly Stevens, who is, I think one of the best wedding photographers there is. Um, but that's really how my TikTok took off. And it slowly has turned into kind of like a lifestyle unboxing page. I don't know how else to explain it like that. I really use the platform to either share my photography open packages from small businesses or share businesses that I love um, or just lifestyle stuff like what me and my husband do on the day-to-day -day or what when we have our stepson like what we do with him and really try to promote the western lifestyle and agriculture and just share it with like-minded people on our app and I've been blessed enough to have a pretty big following and TikTok has kind of been a part-time job for me now so um it has been supplemental income for me, which has been a huge blessing. I never thought that I would ever use it like that, but it has been. Um, and then my Instagram too. I honestly, I have seen myself kind of pull away from Instagram more and lean more towards TikTok because I started to feel this overwhelming pressure to just post all the time on Instagram and it had to be staged or it had to be professional photos or it wasn't good enough. I wasn't like up to par with some of the other girls that I saw on there. And so what I started doing January one was I'll do photo dumps. So I'll do three photo dumps a month. I'll do it at the beginning, the middle and end. And it's just pictures of whatever. And so I've kind of caught myself doing that and posting more on TikTok. Also, everyone knows about the reels on Instagram and how kind of frustrating that's been. Like it being more of like, it's turning into a video app, even though TikTok's available and that's kind of irritating, but, um, I've started to kind of go back to my roots and just post whatever I want. Like, don't post what's popular. Don't post what you think is trending, like just post what you want. And I've found that people that have similar minds to me or similar interests will follow me and engage with me on that. Um, I'm really hoping I answered that question. <laughs> I kind of bounced all around. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted you yeah. know, like you never intended 
to more or less be an influencer mm-hmm. and to people you are you like you said like your TikTok took off like crazy and I remember I followed you and then I got rid of TikTok for a while because I was literally consuming my time and I've just kind of gotten back on and started posting stuff again but like you just did a series on western names and it was to die for like people like give us names that start with an a t and you like gave people and it was so good and you use photos from your photography business you have the cutest stepson ever so anytime he posts content of him I don't know about other people but I'm obsessed literally obsessed. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy that and that like it also blew up like some of them had tons of likes and views but it was so good yeah I will say that about TikTok the videos that I sometimes think are just going to go crazy don't and then the ones that I have lower expectations for it ends up on people's for you pages and I think that's why I really like TikTok is because I think it's fair game like whereas Instagram I feel like it's so strict almost like you have to follow an algorithm to get noticed whereas TikTok like it, it I don't know I think it's fair for everyone you could have zero followers and make a viral video and get a million views and so I think that's why I like it it's kind of like it's a it's fair game I don't know how else to say it except that but you're right I have some that will blow up some that don't um but regardless I have fun doing it I think that's the main thing is like I just have fun. So it's, it's refreshing to get on the app and then just enjoy it. And I might post a video that gets a hundred views or I might get one that gets 200,000 views. And regardless, I'm like, Oh, that was cool. And I meet people. I've met so many people. I've met clients. That's another big thing. It's been a huge networking opportunity for me from TikTok. I've done photo sessions for people that I met through the app that I might not necessarily get through Instagram, but I've made that other network through TikTok. So that kind of leads to my next question. Talk about photography um, and how you got into it and just kind of where that's taken off. You, you know, you do a ton of family shoots. You just did a newborn. Sh- I mean, you kind of do anything more yes. in the Western realm, but talk about how did you even get into photography? So I did one yearbook class in high school and we had like a high school camera that we could use. And I enjoyed it, but I was just like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. Um, It was an elective. When I got to college and um, I took my first ag photography class, it was over the summer and it was with Dr. Ashley. I mentioned him earlier. He just, he made me enjoy the class. Like I literally had fun with it. He might be like, I want y'all to go take pictures. I want it to be ag related, but I just, whatever. It could be of a fence post. It could be of a cow. It could be of a horse. It could be of a cowboy. It could be someone welding. It doesn't matter. And the freedom to kind of create kind of enticed me like the challenge of, okay, well, I want to have something interesting to present to class. Cause he used to present, I don't know if he still does, but he used to make us present all of our photos to class. So it kind of had this pressure that, oh my gosh, okay. Like this is going to be presented. It's going to be graded. I'm an overachiever. And so I was like, I want it to be good. Like I want that wow factor. And that really enticed me. And I started picking his brain more about cameras. Well, in 2015, I got my first camera and it was an Nikon D7100 and I still have it. I still use it to this day. And, um, I started just doing friends photos, like 
my friends and their boyfriends or, you know, like this was like prior, I think before the big Western influencers were really like getting into styled shoots and stuff. Um, I started doing pictures for the Western store that I mentioned earlier that I worked at. So me and the girls would use this as an excuse to kill time. Like we'd be behind saddle rags in the alleyway trying to like pose with these hats and stuff. And it, it just made me really like force myself to be creative. Um, and then the first time I was published was the Dally Times, which is a roping journal in Stephenville. And I believe that was, was that 2016? I think so. It was my husband roping and he was just riding um, one of his horses. And I just for giggles, um, sent some pictures and I got published. It was on the cover and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is really cool. Like someone really liked my photo. I got paid for it. And I was like, holy crap, like I can do this for money. Like I never thought like little me could take pictures and people would actually use them. Um, and so that progressed and that turned into senior photos and then that turned into family photos and then it slowly turned into creative photos. So like content creators, stuff like that. Um, I remember the first branding I shot was for Indian Mountain Ranch um, in Dublin. It was a friend of ours. And that's where I felt like I was really in my element. Like I just, I fell in love with Western lifestyle because I feel like someone like a, an influencer, let's just say they have a pose in mind or they want to do like a certain look or they have a certain image they want to achieve. I feel like when I shoot Western lifestyle or like actual cowboys working, like the integrity is in the photo. It's just them working. Like I don't have to pose them. It is what it is. And I think it's beautiful. And so I feel like I've really excelled doing the western lifestyle and so i really tried to push that more and i was lucky enough to get booked in the panhandle a couple times for um coon creek cattle co the cogdells they've hired me to come out and do branding photos i've come back here and done a couple and are in and around stephenville and that's where i feel like i really found my passion it really lit a fire in me now that i'm married i have a stepson um I've really found a love for families. And so here recently, I've done a lot of newborns. I've done a lot of family photos. And I, I love being able to tie in Western pieces. So like the newborn session you were mentioning earlier, I did that this week. And um, we had their branding iron. Um, the dad had his leggings. He had these boots that he wore on his wedding day. He had a knife that his dad built him. And just getting to incorporate all those pieces. I love seeing like worn used pieces, like a branding iron that's freaking 30 years old that's like old and used with like a brand new baby I think there's just something beautiful about it but um yeah and I've photography has been a really cool outlet for me to be creative and have fun but also be an income for me so uh I learned a lot in Dr. Ashley's class but a lot of it is just going out and getting familiar with your camera um yeah so <laughs> so wrapping up two questions for you. What is okay. your best piece of advice to someone who either wants to get in agriculture or is in agriculture, but you know, just isn't really sure where their place is. And then if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? Okay. So if I had to give a piece of advice to someone, like I would say like specifically a female, maybe getting into agriculture, I would say to humble yourself, 
for sure. Um, I think it's very intimidating, especially for girls going into this industry, because even though now I feel like women are just as equal with men, like predominantly in the industry, um, there is still this kind of intimidation behind it, that it's kind of a man's world. Um, humble yourself and be open to learning new things. Don't be scared. Don't get embarrassed. If you don't know something, like take every opportunity you can to learn. I had no idea what I was doing at a peach orchard, but by the end of it, I was managing 500 trees by myself <laughs> and it was a humbling experience. I got yelled at. I got embarrassed plenty of times and I've done it whenever I've worked with the guys. It's just a part of it. I think always be open and just don't be scared to try new things because if you think you're the smartest in the room, you've already failed yourself. If someone thinks they know it all, they don't. And I've had to learn that a lot through the years is that it's okay to say that you don't know everything. Um, so always be open-minded. And especially if you are new to this industry, I was there once too. Don't care what other people think. People are all going to have opinions on whether you belong or not. And my mom always said, if they're more worried about what you're doing, they're not looking in front of them. So if they have nothing better to do, but worry about what you're doing while wow, they must have a very interesting life than if they're worrying about other people. So I hope that answers that question for the, if I had a billboard, what would be on it and why? So for me, hmm, I think definitely my husband and my stepson, those are my life. I think if I had a billboard and I drove past it, I want, I would want to see everything that's important to me. So that would be my husband, my stepson, Brady. I'd probably want to incorporate our brand on there somewhere, the prickly art, because that symbolizes a lot for us. Um, I have it tattooed on my hand, on my right hand, because I look at my right hand every, every day. It's my dominant hand. And for me, it's a little reminder to get after it every day. Like that's what we're working towards is our goals and dreams. So I'd want to see that on a billboard. Um, I probably want to see our stud horse hatchet because I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. That's what I'd want to see. Like, honestly, as, that doesn't seem very like super crazy, but that's, what's important to me is those things. So <laughs> I know that's not super crazy, <laughs> but that's everybody. Yeah has a totally different answer and that's what yeah. makes it so fun because I ask people this question all the time and I don't even have an answer so I, I think, love to hear what people say yeah well I think of it like I kind of look down at my hand and it's like a billboard like people see my tattoo all the time and they're like what is that or why do you have that tattooed and I'm like it's just a little reminder so I guess if I was to have a billboard that'd be kind of my little reminder driving down the road like hey You've got things in front of you to look forward to keep chasing those goals and dreams. So I think that's kind of how my mind works, how I'd look at it. But well, this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. If people want to follow you and get connected with you. Where can they find you? TikTok, <laughs> TikTok and Instagram. It's at Morgan underscore Lee on TikTok. I think it's just Morgan Lee, M-O-R-G-H-A-N-L-E-A-H. I can send that to you too, if that helps. Um, but yeah, Instagram and TikTok are a big one. Perfect. Well, we will be sure to link your stuff in our show notes. But once again, thank you so much for thank joining you. us.